Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So how's everybody doing this morning? Good. Great. Guys, we're happy to see all of you. We have no idea how many people would show up willingly for the first panel of first day. (laughs) Seems we convinced you guys. That's good. Deliver it up. So how many people, how many is, how many of you is the first convention you've been to ever? Oh, I love it. Convention newbies. (laughs) Congratulations on coming. Uh, We will talk about what kind of things you can do and all the fun things in convention. You guys can have the most possible fun here. Conventions are a fun beast. Yes. It's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> Depending on what you're doing. <laughs> oh, yes. um, so my name is Dina. I am uh, one of the owners of the Wild Wild West Punk Convention. I've been coming to this convention for almost 10 years. I've been coming since the second one. Um, this one introduced me to Steampunk. I didn't even know what it was until I met him. Um, I've been, my very first convention ever was actually WWWC. So it was very interesting. To, having been at Old Tucson, that being my first convention. And then when you do a hotel convention, you're like, eh, Old Tucson's way more fun. <laughs> but we're going to have an awesome time. I assure you. I am Jason. Uh, I am the co-owner with Dina of the Wild Wild West Steampunk Convention, and I love your outfit. Um, and <laughs> and uh, I've been working with the convention since the very first time we went down as a group to Old Tucson and said, we have a crazy idea, let's do a Steampunk Convention. And Old Tucson said, what's Steampunk? But <laughs> so we were all dressed in Steampunk gear, and we had a wonderful time. We played them at me Park on their little VCR thing, and uh, they're like, oh, that's cool. And then we had some steampunk guns, and uh, Pete, the guy who was running the park at the time, said, oh, you guns, let me see. And we started talking guns. And then they took us on a tour of the park. It was pretty empty. We walked down Main Street in our steampunk gear, and he's showing us around. This is here, this is here. And then the wind comes and blows down the street in a big ball of dust comes at us, and we all just go, with our goggles, and he just laughs, he's like, you guys will fit in right here. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, we've been doing the convention at, Wild, or at Old Tucson, until it closed two years ago. Due to COVID, the company that runs it went out of business, they were bankrupt, 
Um, the state, or the county, I'm sorry, owns the land that Old Tucson is on. And so they took it back over, and since then they've been taking bids and proposals for companies to run Old Tucson. And this month, they'll be making the final decision, voting on it, and announcing who is taking over. So we will be able to talk about what we're doing next year at Old Tucson with any luck. So we're excited about that. But in the meantime, we're so excited that we can have Wild West again. We have vaccinations, we have all the things that we can do to make it as safe as possible. I know we carded everybody when you came in, and um, I will say with a certain amount of joy and sadness on some level too, is that we already have encountered people who did not pass their, their um, COVID test. And we have, because of those policies, prevented people from coming to cause who would have been a risk for infection. So as not fun as those policies might be, they're actively working and keeping people a little bit healthier. So, I mean, that's all we can do, and that's the reason we're actually feeling comfortable doing this convention now. Um, we've only skipped doing a convention two years. Um, this, I think, was the second year of the con. Yeah. Um, because after doing the first one, they're like, oh my god, this is an incredibly difficult thing to do. And then the next year, we're like, oh, you know, looking back, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Let's just do it again. And we've been doing it continuously in, until 2020. Three days after the convention, um, Tucson closed down, Arizona closed down, and we are so lucky because if we had had the convention one week later, it would have been canceled. So we were really happy about that. Yeah. Um, so, on to now. You're all here for a convention. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So with enjoying conventions, um, and this is going to be more of a give and take panel, so questions. Um, we're just going to be talking about our experiences with conventions and how we've been able to navigate those conventions. Um, what it's like to go to a convention for the first time, because we do have some first timers in here. Um, I will say my first time going to a convention was overwhelming, because uh, there's so much to do. Um, so one thing that really helped me was looking at the program and picking out just two or three things that I really wanted to do. If I don't do anything else, because it can seem overwhelming to be like, oh my god, like, what do I do? There's so much in here, I, I don't even know where to start. Just pick out two or three things that really interest you. And if you don't do anything else, at least you picked out a couple of things that are really interesting to you that you really want to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I have the other problems. I've actually made the program, <laughs> so I know what's in it. Uh, and I will say, I, I've been doing conventions since I was a little kid, um, so I don't have that like, oh, I remember my first con. I don't, honestly. <laughs> I've been doing them for too long now. But I will say, like, even though that is the case, when we go to a convention, we do look through the program guide and say, this sounds good, and this sounds good. And I think from my perspective, um, prioritizing. There's always gonna be more than one thing happening at a time. Pick the thing that's most interesting, and sometimes pick a backup thing. Because sometimes you go to a panel and you'd be like, I'm gonna learn about fusion energy. This is gonna be great. And then you go and it wasn't the fusion you were thinking of. Maybe it's about gluing two things together. Like, oh, that wasn't at all what I thought it would be. If that happens, you're perfectly okay to say, oh, I need to sneak out the door and go to something else now. Totally do that. You're not going to offend the presenter. I mean, we see that you're leaving the room, but you're fine. Don't worry about that. If this is about you and your enjoyment of the convention. If you're not enjoying what you're at, you can leave. That's okay. 
I mean, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that goes back to um, uh, panel etiquette. So it's really important when you're in a panel to be respectful. Um, there can be crosstalk, and it can be like super tempting to like lean over to the person next to you and say, "Oh, what they just taught that's really cool. I want to do that." Um, but it's also really important to be respectful of the presenter and not crosstalk during a panel. Um, maybe take notes. Like I don't want to. Like sometimes during panels, I take notes because I don't want to lose what I just heard. But I really want to tell the person next to me, so I'll take a note and then talk about it afterwards. Yeah, you can always like show your phone to somebody and have something on it. A secret fact, though, is when we're on the stage and you talk, you're facing us, we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, let's see, other fun things about conventions. Um, there's always that social aspect to a convention, meeting new people. Um, we're all here for the same reason, we love steampunk, we're interested in the genre. So. You can walk up to anybody, including this guy right here, and uh, talk to somebody about steampunk, and they're going to have something in common with you. We were talking last night, so I could pick on him. Um, and you have a family already. Even if you've never met these people, we're all part of a family. We're a community. And you can feel confident that nobody's going to be a complete jerk to you about stuff. Yeah, and so I, I find that one of the things I most enjoy. I've been doing this for 10 years now, just for WallBossCon. And I, you know, I, I've been to all the panels for the most part. I've seen a lot of things, but it's the people is what it really is. Really coming back to the people. Yeah. So I encourage you to make some connections. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I had a thought. I had a thought, <laughs> and I lost it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then it helps. So. What, uh, people who have never been to a convention before, what convinced you to come to Wild West Con as your first con? I, I totally want to hear this. Yes? I've seen this at Old Tucson two years ago, and I was amazed with it. It was like being at the Halloween Day Parade in New York. Okay, nice. nice. So I go, this is great, I gotta try Nice. So then I seen it online, I go, okay, we get the pass and go. Very good. Thanks, nice. Anyone else? Yes. I just always love Victorian, anything vintage related. And I live maybe three minutes from Old Tucson, and oh, wow. I never heard about it until this year. And I just was excited to go and see what it's all about and learn more because there's so many creative people making things and selling things here. So it kind of just, I think my love of old things made it really interesting. Nice. That's wonderful. And to that point, um, some of the people presenting here and some of the people in the, the uh, vendor hall um, are professional makers. They make all of their money selling things they made, like amazing teacup holsters out of leather. Um, it takes an incredible amount of time to just learn how to make something like this. Um, and then to make it well is just an extra level. They say to be an expert at something, it takes 10,000 hours of practice. And some of the people we have here literally are experts. Um, they make things for film, for industry. Um, something I didn't know is that in film, they have props, of course. And they have the background props, and then they have what they call hero props. Um, the background props are things that you'll laser cut, you'll, you'll make out of warbler, you'll make out of you know just generic materials and plastics and things like that, because 
carrying a sword around for 12 hours is great for the first half hour, but it's metal and it's soft and it's heavy. If you have a plastic sword, you can carry that all day long. Good tip if you're making stuff for your costume tier too. But the really close things you see are actually incredibly expensive handmade things, um, especially magic items, things you'll see in shows and movies. And uh, some of these, the people we have here at the convention make those items. Um, and I have nothing but respect for that. It's, they, they make amazing things. So go talk to them, go look at what they make and ask them questions. They do this for a living. They're just so excited to talk about what they do. Vendor Hill is also a great place to go. So going back to, you'll notice that Jason is dressed up in his Victorian gear. I'm actually wearing the con t-shirt and jeans. And you don't have to dress up to enjoy the convention. Now, if you want to dress up and you're like, where do I start? There's a couple of routes you can go. Um, you can go to Goodwill or Savers. Um, if you're crafty, you can buy, you know, five, a $5 shirt. Um, you can, if you're good at sewing, you can turn it into something. Or you can go to the vendor hall and buy a corset or, you know, any little thing like a corset or a vest will steampunk up an outfit. So you, you, you can dress as little to as much as you want within the genre. I'm actually wearing, can't see them because I'm behind the table, but wool pants, like expensive wool pants oh. that I got at Goodwill. You can get high-end stuff at Goodwill. Um, I also am wearing a jacket that I got from our vendor hall. Not this year, previously. But yeah, this is, this is something our vendors were selling. Um, and my shirt is something I got at Goodwill. <laughs> so you can actually dress. We actually went to Goodwill um, two weeks ago. Like, crap, God's coming. We don't want to <laughs> So we went to Goodwill. We actually drove, took an Uber because it was raining and we couldn't park our car somewhere. So we went there. We spent, um, was it, how much did we spend it we after? We spent like 80 bucks, but we got so much stuff. Like, he got like four pairs of pants. He got like three or four really nice shirts. I got a whole bunch of shirts and a, a skirt, and it was really, like 80 bucks would have cost maybe two pairs of pants for him. And if you don't know, shirt. like uh, Goodwill has like a color day, like they have a little like tag that's like green or red or something like that. And if you go on that day, then they, I think it's half off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And usually their clothing is in the like four to $10 range kind of thing, the more expensive stuff. If you know clothing, like it's even better because they have no idea about clothing and how expensive things are. Like they mark these pants less than they mark other pants. And these are wool, expensive <laughs> pants. So like if you know your stuff, you can actually do pretty well with that. Um, and then I bought some shirts on uh, Amazon and things like that. And it's you can get a much better deal than Amazon than if you went to Kohl's. Yeah, like, well, watch out for steampunk tax, though. Yes. Um, if you buy something that is labeled steampunk, they're going to charge you more just because it's steampunk. Mm -hmm. So try to avoid things that are labeled steampunk. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I think convention stuff, though. Uh -huh. Anything particular you want to talk about? Uh, oh, so people who are, um, have been experienced been to conventions before, what's some advice you give somebody for going to their first convention that Whoops. <laughs> yes? Make sure you hydrate. Oh, yes, that's a good one. I am perpetually dehydrated. I've actually had like real dehydration before, and I'm like thirsty all the time, and I always forget to drink water. Um, we actually have people every year, especially at Old Tucson, who are literally dehydrated and need medical assistance. 
usually it's throw some water down your throat or some Gatorade or something like that, but it always happens. And heat stroke is real. You can get that. It seems less likely this weekend, but it's something to be aware of. Like you can get involved in what you're doing and forget to drink. Um, and then I'll bite you in the butt. Make sure you eat. Um, I'm very bad about this. Yesterday I had breakfast and then didn't eat again until like 10 o'clock. Um, so it can be really easy to forget to eat because you're having so much fun. You're going to panels. If you're a volunteer, it's even worse because you're working all day. Um, so make sure that you're taking care. Self-care is a big thing. Make sure if you need to stop for a bit, do that. If you need to eat something, go eat. Make sure you drink. Speaking of eating and drinking, okay. um, right over here on the back page, cool. we got our vendor hall, which is just over here, past the uh, entry, entrance. And we also have the food trucks, which are in the parking lot to the northeast. Um, we went to the food trucks and had some last night. Reasonable prices and really good food, honestly. Um, they also have the two restaurants in here, the Lookout Grill, is it? And the, Lookout Grill and Gold. Gold. Um, they're both good. Gold's more expensive. Um, you can spend $20, $30 on a plate. Uh, Lookout's a, a pub-style you know, burgers and things like that. Um, they're both good. Uh, they both have tasty food. Um, personally, I'm really excited about the food trucks. <laughs> um, like. I, I work with uh, Zoe, our, our uh, vendor manager, and she actually handpicked the food trucks we have. It's, even yesterday, we had food truck companies like, can I be a food truck? Like, no, we don't have space, guys, sorry. So they were excited to be food trucks with us. Um, so if you look through there, also on the website, online, if you look for food trucks, you can find sample menus. It's not exactly what they have, so you can always just go down there and look. Um, but we have options for food that are as low as three bucks. I think they have hot dogs and grill and um, Their drinks are a dollar. So if you haven't been down there yet and you're thirsty, walk down there and get a drink. Uh, it's, it's a good choice. Um, if you're an aristocrat, do we have any aristocrats in here? Hi. Awesome. If you're an aristocrat, we have a whole section in the program just for aristocrats that tells you special events. It's on page nine, um, but only you can get into with an aristocrat pass. Um, and we do this especially because we know that we appreciate our aristocrats because we know that without you guys, the con probably wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, and so we do this to appreciate you. We give you a swag bag. Um, so if you guys did not buy an aristocrat pass this year, seriously check it out next year. There, there's a lot of value in it. We have a whole room just for aristocrats. Yeah. So again, we, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. So um, we have a charity this year. Um, if you look in the back of the program guide, uh, above the forlorn lady with a uh, watch, uh, we have information about our charity this year. We're very excited about that. Every year of the con, we've had some sort of charity. Um, we picked uh, Bread and Roses this year. Uh, they're a wonderful local charity in Tucson that helps uh, homeless youth find a space in the world. Um, and that's you know something that we're about is community and helping people find their place, and so I thought that was a really good fit for us. Yeah, we're really happy about that. Hi. Hello. I'm late. That's okay. She's our lovely okay. moderator. Hello, guys. I was supposed to be on stage, but we're helping some other areas get set up. So. Okay. I'm assuming you guys have covered all the goodies. Yeah. Oh, we even no, covered the I'm very proud. <laughs> no, they know everything. These they're gracious owners, and they've done a lot of hard work to get us here. So it takes a lot of work throughout the year. Yeah. Yes. 
We, we actually do really love doing this convention. Um, it's, we don't make much money on it. We don't care. It's okay. <laughs> We're not going to go, you know, travel anywhere for the money we make on this. Anyone who tells you that, oh, convention owners make a lot of money, they're lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what it's like to run a convention. It's definitely yeah. more of a passion project than anything. Yeah, it, it's only the very large conventions that have like, you know, 60 to 100,000 people or more that actually really do make a lot of money. So I'm, you know, like, and there are, I have friends who run uh, some, some conventions locally, um, but we're actually, the um, AASC is the American Association of Steampunk Conventions, uh, which we just started last year. Um, and it is actually the owners of, or people who run or chairs of steampunk conventions throughout the US. And we actually get together and chat about running steampunk cons. Um, one of the things you might notice is we're in a fancy hotel. That's not an easy thing to make happen. Mm -hmm. For starters, they're they're confused and scared that steampunks are going to be insane and tear the place up. <laughs> and we're actually really great. About it. They That's don't understand thing. our main demographic is not teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they, they actually specifically cite other conventions that are more rowdy than us, and they're concerned because they have an image to protect. But it turns out we're an excellent bunch, and every time we're at a hotel, they're like, "Oh, well, this is great." But we actually have a reputation throughout Tucson now as a convention that is a wonderful thing to have. Yeah, the AASC um, was created um, because we found a need to have a channel to share information between conventions. Um, not to be confused with like a ban list because that's not what we're after. What we're after is, is if there is you know a problem at a convention. Maybe there's a problem person that we had at a convention. We share it with the other convention owners so that if that person shows up there, they can keep their eyes open. Okay, is this person, is was it a one-time mistake? Because we all make mistakes. We've all done something dumb at one point in our lives. Um, but is this a person that we need to look out for? What happened was there was a person at a convention back east that had showed up that was a big problem. And they showed up to a different convention and that convention owner didn't know about this person. So they were continuing to be able to make those same problems everywhere they went. Yeah. Whereas if we had shared information, the second convention, they wouldn't have done anything with the person, but it, when they heard about it, they could have been like, oh, okay, this happened at this convention. Now we know that this is something we need to watch out for. And when we say that person was a problem, it was a problem to the degree they had to hire off-duty police officers to maintain the order and make sure that nothing bad happened at the convention because of this person. Um, and that cost the, the convention a lot of money. Um, Professor if, Elemental? Professor's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We love him. Hmm. Um, well, he was he was a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a rowdy human. Yeah, he's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, by communicating between conventions, we can discover things that could be a potential problem before they become a problem. The other thing is we actually work with each other to talk about things like how do you deal with the hotel effectively? What are the techniques you use? Because the hotels pretty much are chains now, and they will work to make the most money they can. They're not here to help us be successful in the same financial sense we would like them to, but by helping each other, we can do that. Um, and so that's one of the things that comes together. And I mentioned earlier that Steampunk's our community. Um, we actually, the AASC is working to help new conventions get started. Um, we've been doing this 10 years now for Wild West Con. We know a trick or two. You know, we actually know how to make this happen and what kind of things will screw you up. Um, and we're sharing it with new conventions. Um, so, yeah.
Yeah. Yes. Uh, hotels, are they comparable to Old Tucson? Did you, uh, did you have a, a sweetheart deal with Old Tucson to uh, have them as a setting? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a sweetheart deal, do, do, <laughs> but it's hook up? It, was a, it was a connection we had. We were actually, uh, Wild West Con was, other than Nightfall, which is their largest event of the year, put on by themselves, which lasts a month, Wild West Con was the second largest event they ever have there during the year. So we, we have a certain affinity with them and them for us, and frankly, they love working with us on the convention. Um, we need to go back to Old Tucson. We're, we're planning on it. Um, the, I, I had mentioned earlier that the uh, committee that's deciding which company to allow to own the park um, is making a decision this month. So there should be some news forthcoming quickly. And what we can tell you is there is an organization in Pima County called Visit Tucson that handles all the tourism. And they are polling for us to go back to Old Tucson next year. I'm watching you two years ago. I thought it was great. Yeah. And when Old Tucson closed down, I was disappointed. I used to go there like every other week. Nice. Because I had the wagon wheel pass that gave me something to do. Yeah. yeah. And that said, I was depressed that it closed down. It was great. They're going to tear it up and make housing out of it. No, they're no. no, yeah, definitely not going to do that. Um, Some more desert housing. <laughs> I will say, we've been spying on the park. Uh, I found a video of people took of drones flying over the park. And they've already made a lot of changes. They've re redone the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> they've taken out in the center of town, they had uh, construction uh, containers, like from trains, that they had made into some buildings that were janky. They took all that out. Um, and from what I understand, there's a lot of plans in the proposal for what they can do to make the park better and improve it much more than it has been in the past. Um, one of the things that's really been strangling Old Tucson is they haven't had a lot of investment into the property, and that is about to change. So that's going to be exciting. So because you're going to become a movie company? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for all of you guys. Yes. Who here is an aristocrat? Raise hands. Who's what? I can't aristocrat. Aristocrats. Have we downloaded our special aristocrat only app oh. yet to program your convention? Yeah. Perfect. I'm if a technology challenge, so I can't do it. It's very easy. We'll ask Sue about it if you haven't already. So that's an aristocrat perk we did this year. This, this fine lady has set that up. Yep. <laughs> now, a question for the rest of you guys. Do you have one to two things you were attending today that you know about? So we've got a lot of people who planned their, their days out already. What about you guys? Look, yeah. they're owners this year, and they're actually enjoying the convention. I think that's one of the most important things of enjoying the convention, right? Yeah. Is your volunteers and your staff and everybody plans ahead and has a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to panels today. Um, we're, we're teaching a panel later um, I am, on Absent. So, has anyone signed up for Absent today or tomorrow? A lot of people. We hope you aren't disappointed. We had a little snafu with the hotel. We had to move it to our room. It's a large room. It's so, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah. So we're going to do it in our room. Um, we have an incredible selection of absents that are amazing. Um, and so uh, we'll, if you have any questions, we can answer those. Uh, but we will have individual portions of six different absents. So that's, that's sold out. They are sold out. Yes. Unfortunately, absinthe is sold out. Tipsy tea is also sold out if you missed that one. We do have quite a few workshops that are still available for purchase. If you wanted to check your online or your pamphlets there, they're available at guest services. 
if you see something workshop-wise that you are like, oh, it's sold out, show up the day of because people might cancel and things might be the little day of. This is a Q&A portion, so let, let's get all your questions out. Yes? So, last night we went to the canyon room to look at the games and the host didn't show up. It wasn't the host. The hotel did not unlock our door for us, and there was massive miscommunications oh, there. Okay, that's not what get service first night. Yeah. So, is there anyone else that's not here? Anything that's canceled? That we can Nothing's canceled. Uh, Thursday night was just a little bit rocky for us all. Um, the Thursday night events, uh, the Sonoran Rooftop was definitely a success. Our gaming department, everybody is here, everybody is set up. There's actually a, uh, what is it, schedule, that's the word I'm looking for. A schedule outside of the room, of Canyon Room. So they're demoing different games and Isle of Games is also allowing people to check out individual games if you have a group of people and you're just like wanting to hang out and chill. So it's definitely a new feature here because we're in a hotel setting with nice tables and air conditioning, we can offer a gaming room. At Old Tucson, you know, sometimes things are a little dusty and windy and things might get a little lost. So yep. we can't quite do that and, uh, there. We do have the ability from the, the canyon room where the gaming is. If you want to, you can walk outside. There's a terrace right outside there with some nice chairs, tables and chairs. And you can play games outside. It's a lovely day out today. There's no reason not to, I suppose. They did ask. Anything, just make sure it doesn't blow away, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But our, our game hosts are quite gracious. Last night was a, a little snafu. They didn't unlock our doors, and now we know it. A secret of how to get in anywhere. <laughs> so that problem is now solved. Okay. Yes. Um, any other questions uh, about the convention or anything like Yes. Uh, uh, the short story uh, lady, uh, Dina, uh, what is she dressed like? How can I identify her? Ah, she's, he's looking for a. Kristen. Kristen. Ah, yes. I keep saying so, Dina. So Who are you? Her name is Kristen. Today she will be primarily located. Uh, you can find her at her color event in Trails End, but she is about this tall. She is toting around a little four-year-old in a colorful rainbow skirt. <laughs> Kristen herself is wearing a lovely purple dress today. Uh, so usually she's toting around her little red wagon. Purple and rainbow. Purple and yes. rainbow. Um, no, she's primarily found around the gaming room area okay. right now. Um, last I checked, she was saving her decorations from the wind. So. Oh, so how does somebody get involved in volunteering to help a con? That's a great question. So Let's start with we love our volunteers very much. So there are a couple of ways to get involved. Now, if it's before the convention, um, you would just visit, for our convention, you'd visit wildwestcon.com and then go to the Get Involved tab, and you can apply to be a volunteer. Now, and that includes if you want to be a panelist. So if you have something you want to teach, um, you would also go there to apply to be a panelist. And I'm going to hand deliver you a director card, which also has a QR code of the direct get involved link Thank on you, it. Thank you, Ben. But if you um, go to wildwestcon.com slash get involved, you'll, you'll get to that page as well. And then for if you're on site, let's say you're on site and you're like, you know what? I really want to help. I want to help out this weekend. You would go behind the lobby to where you did registration. Suzanne is at one of the tables and you just let her know, hey, Suzanne, I want to help. What can I do? And Suzanne will give you a job. She'll say, you know, oh, we need help in the merch area or we need help in guest services. And she can get you involved. So do we have any first time convention? I'm curious if they've already asked. Anyone, yeah. this is their first steampunk convention? First. No way. Okay, first convention. No, okay, all right. So she went full aristocrat to get the full experience. Yes. So 
question for anyone who's a returning attendee. Do you have any advice? What is your advice to enjoying the convention? Don't be shy now. I'm going to pick someone out. You look like yeah, be in two places at one time. <laughs> Don't be in two places at one time. No, no, be there. That's the only way to see it all is to be two people. What we, like, what we like to say is try not to overpromise and underdeliver, right? <laughs> what about you? You've been to plenty of conventions. Um, I would say talk to your friends beforehand and try to like run into each other during the con. Cool. That, yeah. that way it adds to the, the fun, like plan dinners, you know, plan meals. Yeah. Again, going back to make sure you eat and drink. Exactly. Yes, definitely. And try something new. Yeah, yes. this is good. Um, I would also say make sure you take time for rest uh, and make time for play. Like, meet new people, um, but also get some sleep too. <laughs> know, your, know your boundaries and your limits. Um, I'm the person that used to like not have boundaries. And last night we were hanging out with a couple of friends and I was finally like, you know what? I have to go to sleep. I, I need rest. Um, so know your limits, and don't be afraid to stand up for your limits if you need to. Mm -hmm. One so, thing for panel etiquette, I don't know if you covered, it's okay to be late. Just don't make a scene. <laughs> you can walk in and out, in and out. That's perfectly okay. Like, I, we've just had, you know, people that roll in and, hello! <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't be disruptive. It's not fun. But you certainly should. So I have a question. How many of you have seen people with ribbons on their badges? I make it. Don't look at mine. I know, right? Um, so who knows what those are? Yeah? You know what the ribbons are. Yeah. Anybody so, in the room got ribbons for me? <laughs> She's naked? So those of you who uh, are new to conventions, ribbons are, it's just a really fun thing. They have sayings on them. Um, like this one is, I aim to misbehave from Firefly. So um, there's a lot of uh, people will have ribbons. It's a way to, some of them use it for marketing for conventions. Some of them use it as a fun thing where they put funny sayings on it. Some um, of them are inside jokes. Yeah, some of them are inside jokes. And they just attach to the bottom of your badge. And you'll see people with like <laughs> long strings of ribbons. Some of them you have to run into a cactus to get. Don't yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they're making fun of me. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so that's a story. I actually did run into a cactus at Old Tucson because I'm dumb. And I was like doing the tour director thing where you're like, everybody walk this way. And I'm walking backwards. Oh. And I walk backwards and I look and everybody is staring at me with really big eyes. Nobody's saying something, but I think I saw like a... Rah! And then I just feel pain. Yeah. I walked into a seven foot tall jumping Toya. Ooh. And I didn't kind of walk into it. I completely walked into it. And I had two jumping Toya balls in me from my shoulders to my ankles. And for about five years after it, I was pulling jumping Toya chunks out of my leg. Oh, that's sucks. Don't do that. And also, too, if that happens, nice to be get a little comb and then pull them directly out. Do not roll them down. I found that out. We're lucky so, that a lot of the paths here have decactused their cacti. I've never seen this before. But somebody who had way too much coffee was sitting there pulling the needles out of the cactus at some point in history. What? So they, they, many of the cactus are safe, but not all of them. And uh, you certainly could do yourself a bad day by sitting on them. Uh, so that's a thought. But uh, on, the, on the ribbons, there are sometimes you'll see people with very long ribbons 
Um, at this con, it's fun. And in the past, we have done some contests where you can have very long ribbons and compare them, and whoever has the most wins something. We're not doing that this year. Um, in part because we kind of cheated and made our own ribbons. People have so much fun with the ribbons, we bought a machine that makes them. <laughs> <laughs> so her and I are sitting at home like, like dummies, printing ribbons. <laughs> ribbon, ribbon, we got a hot wire cutter. And yeah, so we make our own ribbons for the con. So every director at the con gets their own ribbons. So whatever fun thing somebody wants to say, they can hand out to you. How, how do you get the ribbon? What do you have to do? That, that, that's, that's a that's secret. A, is that like New Orleans? I've been So once I acquire my ribbons, if I find, like, so I have my own ribbons this year. If I find someone who looks absolutely frustratingly exhausted and exasperated, they might get a quaint ribbon. <laughs> so yes, and I, I made fun ones that say Cthulhu Hawks and Rainbow. Um, <laughs> we actually have to go get our ribbons as soon yeah. as we're done with this panel. But if you find somebody, um, you can certainly say, oh, I'm looking for this ribbon. Do you know where to get that? And you can get the specific ribbons you want. Um, like for many of our ribbons, because we had to print them ourselves, there's a limited quantity. Yeah. So you have to find them before they're gone. Um, and it's just part of the fun. Um, there are several conventions that do nothing with ribbons whatsoever. Which uh, is odd. <laughs> Which is odd. Yeah. But we actually have seen people who have like 15 feet worth of ribbons. So loop it over their shoulder a bunch of times and make a scarf out of it. If you guys want to take that as a challenge, look at all of your competitors in this room. <laughs> See who can get the longest ribbon? Yes. I have a question and a challenge. So who can identify the different types of programming we have this year? Anyone? Someone named, what are we in right now? Okay. Does anyone know what else we have? Workshops. Workshops. Yeah. Events. Exhibitionists. So vendors. Events. Yeah. What else? Tea dueling. Tea dueling. So we've got something with tea. We've got something with vehicles and panels and workshops. Let's keep it easy. Let's name four. Entertainment. Go watch something. Panel. Well, I guess you checked that one off your list already. Workshop. You don't have to sit through a workshop, but ask someone as they're leaving, what did you make? Mm -hmm. And for tea, well, you gotta watch the teapot racing or mm -hmm. teapot dueling. Mm -hmm. So make it a challenge for yourself. One of the best ways to experience a convention is just to seek out these new experiences and observe. So ask someone about a workshop they attended. Maybe you'll see, we have a couple of duplicates. Try to see something with tea. You'll never know what you find. And it's the first day, so this is the best day to explore because your plan and your itinerary might completely change by the end of the night. No. <laughs> He's hugging it like it's his baby. Oh. And another way to enjoy conventions that's a fun one that people like to do are after parties. So um, you'll find often that people um, will host little parties in their rooms after the day is over. After a long day, people kick back and have drinks. Obviously with COVID, that's gonna change things a little bit, but um, people are still gonna have like little parties in their rooms. So don't be afraid to walk around the property and explore and wander into a party. People aren't gonna, no. people aren't gonna say, if the door's open, they're not gonna say, oh, get out of here. We don't want you here. Yeah. Um, yes. Speaking of after hours, isn't there something special happening Saturday night? So, there is. yeah. So we're having our Steam Hunt Gala. Um, Who's got a ticket? Ticket. 
Ooh, more than half the room. We still have tickets available, but hurry, they're going to sell out really fast. Um, but we're going to have entertainment, um, we're going to have music, we have a dance floor. Um, so Live performers. Yep. So wear your best and come out. Um, make sure you get your ticket. Do you know what's happening tonight? Tipsy tea. Anyone know? Tipsy tea. So there's tipsy tea, but we also have nighttime events happening right here on this very stage. The first thing, so we do have panels for you. It is limited for the nighttime, just because I did not want to compete with absinthe and drunk tea, tipsy tea. <laughs> Who would want to do that, right? Uh, but there is nighttime events as well, and our gaming rooms are open until 10 p.m. Uh, tonight and tomorrow night. They're open until 7 p.m. on Sunday. And uh, they've been talked to. Don't worry, guys. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, our food trucks will be open until 8.30 tonight uh, and Saturday night as well. So you can go have some dinner, you want a late dinner. Uh, we actually went to eat uh, pizza right before they closed last night. Their pizza is really good. It's a brick way. oven. They make your pizza in a brick oven and it's great. And it's like 12 bucks for pizza, like the 12 inch pan pizza. Yeah, it's or really good. Regular pizza. Um, okay, that's good. So we've got about five minutes left. Now I want you to really make them squirm. Give us your worst questions. <laughs> Give us the bad. We've talked about the positive. And do you have any questions that are in the negative? Yes. I just have a question. Yeah. I noticed in my bag I had a card for a free item uh, from the merchant. Uh -huh. Yes. At the vendor hall, no one knew what that was. Oh, uh -huh. so that's only for our merchandise booth outside the vendor hall. So it's that's directly in front of the merchandise hall in that, that uh, covered area. You'll find a V-shaped table, uh, and we have a big price list that says wildness con merchandise. Uh, that's the table you want. Um, in the program guide, um, right here, we say merchandise booth. You can see where that is. That's the one we're talking about. Okay, thank you. Great question. Yeah. But hurry, use it quickly because the, all the good merch is going to go really fast. Because we've got Cthulhu on it this year. Yeah, and uh, we actually make uh, order the merchandise ourselves. So I made the logo that goes on to it. And so I hope you enjoy it. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. What is the one thing that you think they cannot miss? One thing only for each of you. Okay. Um, one thing only. Clock's ticking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna say because, like, well, it's already sold out. But I love the absinthe tasting. I put that together myself. I ordered bottles. I have friends coming to present. It's gonna be great. Uh, for me, it's tipsy tea. I know it's sold out, but it's really fun. Okay. Um, so anything to do with tea dueling. Tea dueling, that's the correct answer. So we're going for free events now that are not sold out. Okay, One tea dueling. Tea dueling. Tea dueling and Jason? Um, the gala. We put a lot of work into that. We that's that's a paid event, darling. Uh, okay, I'm uh, testing them now. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, geez. What do you like? What do I like? Yeah, what do you like, Mr. Jason? I like socializing. I like meeting people. Oh, I got one. Okay, so how many of you put a lot of work into your costume and are proud of them? Do you have? If somebody walks up to you in that costume and says, I think you did an amazing job on your costume, beautiful. Is that a compliment you're going to accept? If you see somebody who did a lot of hard work on their costume, tell them. It's okay. If you say, I love that thing you did, or I love this thing you have on your costume, let them know. People appreciate that. And it is an amazing way to start a conversation with strangers. So I encourage you to do So that. to translate, you could also join the costume contest. Yes. Yes, costume contest. Which you should do. There's, uh, I believe, man, women, and child categories yes. this year. 
Perfect. Well, I think we have a couple minutes left, but uh, does anyone have any other questions? Please don't be shy. This is what we're here for, guys. So we know everything. What's going on Sunday at 2 o'clock? Um, that's what I need to know so, about you. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the convention. Feel free to stop us if you have any questions. Um, we're here to chat. We're going to be socializing, running around. So, Yes, my dear. Are your ribbons going to be at the merch No. Well, we don't have any ribbons at the merch They're going to be on our person. And nobody I know of ever charges for ribbons. No, they're not. So we just got to do Yes. A secret trick is her badge right there that says director, all directors get ribbons to give out. <laughs> but they don't necessarily get a lot of them. And many managers do too. And I know what fake exasperation looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright you guys, go enjoy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.